Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on rain gutters and drainage. Welcome to the Home Medic, where we help keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. McKay Tautu. Hi, Garth. Voice of happiness. Let's do this. We are having a little bit too good a time with some of the terms that are involved here. We're going to try and avoid laughing at you. I tell Garth all the time he needs to find someone more professional to be his co-host because I find some of the terms amusing. But we will we will keep it professional and do this. Yeah. What are we talking about Semi-professional. today, Semi-professional. We're covering drainage as a category, and in this segment, we're going to cover downspouts. Okay. What is Rain a downspout? and downspouts. So you've got uh, the snow and ice that is coming uh, off the roof. It hits the rain gutter that needs to be there at all drip lines, all the way across the roof. You know? Okay. We briefly dispelled the rumor last time around in the previous segment that uh, rain gutters are there so that people don't get dripped on. It is for drainage management. We've got to get the water captured. We've got to get it well away from the house. And as a part of doing that, we've got the rain gutters. Then we've got the downspouts that actually run that water down at uh, one of the corners of the home. And then we're using a drainage tube to get the water well away from the foundation, you know, at least six to eight feet so that there is much less chance of water going back into the crawl space or the basement or whatever it is that's on the bottom of the house. Right, because water is an enemy to every single, to your roof, to your stucco, to your foundation, to right. your walls, to everything, the cement. Yes. So you like the, what did you call it? What's the tubing that goes out from yeah, the, the house? The drain tube. So that's easy, the drain tube. You like the above the ground. You don't like the below the ground. Oh, no. From my point of view, the best way to do it... I guess the first thing I should say is we just need something. Okay. But if we go below ground, that is great if it is done as a drain to daylight, which basically means we're going out and then we're popping the end back up again. And the reason for that is that we have an infinite drainage capacity. So let's say that it does actually snow an entire foot of snow on your roof. And you do have that 10,000 square foot mansion. So now you've got, I don't know, let's just say you've got 100 cubic yards of snow and ice and water that's happening. If you have what's called a drain to a blind sump, uh, at some point that sump's going to fill up, the water's going to backflow, and then you've got water next to your foundation again. You see that a lot in yards. Yeah, you do. You can tell that little place. That's, that... that's one of my favorite pet peeves as a home inspector. And I always go back to uh, the very first inspection I did. That was the first thing I noticed. And it gave me a little bit of confidence that I was actually able that quickly to find some deficiency. Because back in the early <laughs> you 90s. You found something wrong. I did. I, <laughs> I did my job. I found something wrong. Back in the early 90s when I started, there really wasn't any training or rules or guidance or expectations on what home inspection actually meant. You just had to go with the background that you already had. And whatever holes there were is what you started with. So, yeah, I found that one pretty quick. And then I found out as I uh, moved through that quarter century career that pretty much every other home has drainage issues as well water, you know, maybe you got sprinklers that are spraying the window wells, maybe you've got downspouts that are dropping water right next to the foundation where it gets in. 
You got all those sorts of things. And yeah, water. In addition to rot mold termites, you can have structural settlement as well mm-hmm. because you're, uh, you're turning the soil beneath your footing into mud. So it seems that when you, even when you have the... Oh, the, the drain tube. Okay. Even when you have the drain tube that goes out away from the house under the ground, I think you would have to be really careful of the slope of that as well. Because where does one make that come out to daylight? Like in my yard, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. So what you can do, and most homes admittedly are on a flat or mostly flat slope. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to necessarily have an underground slope that itself is draining away from the home. But if you start that drain tube, maybe a foot high. Oh, okay. And then it exits a foot lower, then you're getting your slope that okay, way. Okay, so you can create that. That might be common sense for most people. Thank you for clarifying that for me, Garth. <laughs> Actually, based on my experience, it may seem like common sense now that it's said, but I don't think most people right. understand that. Okay. As a matter of fact, you know, rain gutters and drainage themselves, I would be willing to bet that at least 90% of the guys that are listening go, oh, yeah, I should have thought of that. Oh, Okay. See, you're doing your job perfectly. Okay, good. (laughs) Flogging yourself in lieu of all the people that that are doing it for themselves. So what is the number one, is that the number one problem you see with this part of the home? Drainage issues generally are the number one and by far the most common issue that will always be a problem at any home that I inspect. Okay. And then... So this needs to really be on people's mind. You really do need to be watching because even my home that I thought was perfect had an issue like this. So watching for your outside of your house to have any area that shows water, right? Uh Yes. Like mine was stucco, but I can imagine it on brick or... Even on siding, you can tell where it's wet. Yeah, and you, if you'd had brick or siding, it wouldn't have mattered because the water is still going to flow down the exterior of your home until it hits the foundation, and it still would have flowed into the interior of the home on top of the foundation the same way. So, yeah, the material that you would have used would have been irrelevant. You, you still would have had the same problem. But watch it. it. Notice it. I'm thinking, <clears throat> like, I could tell. I'd be able to tell if there was water on any of those surfaces. Is there anything else that we really need to know that is crucial or that you see often with the downspouts. Yes. And here we go back into flashing again. We're going to talk about flashing in the next segment, but yeah, the flashing is important and certainly not something that you want to miss. Otherwise you do get those $10,000 fixes for now. You know what, Garth, I, everyone probably knows this too, but will you be really clear exactly what part of the drain the flashing is? Yeah, and there are a few different kinds of flashing. Let's cover that. Let's cover that in the next segment. Okay. Okay, master of your mansion, you just figured out what the downspout means. And actually, I guess I probably, to finish this segment, I should mention, your downspout does need to be hooked up to a drain tube, run it away from the house, use a pop-up sprinkler head so that you're getting water well away. Make sure that no matter what your system looks like, you're getting water away from your house. You know, it's a little bit expensive. It is very annoying. It's money spent on complete boringness, but it beats having rot mold, termites, structural oh, sediment, etc. Okay. And how should we finish this one? Well, I'm going to use my same mansion. She's still got her same mansion, the same perfect mansion that she is in. Okay. So my home, my current home that I'm selling right now, it's amazing, mm-hmm. but I had this issue. So now a week from now, it will be perfect. I will have amazing ice tape. Uh So that everything is melting appropriately and going down the flashing, down the downspout, Uh and the 
tube that goes into my yard six feet away from my home. And that's bam. beautiful. Be yourself, bam. Only McKay gets to have the perfect house. <laughs> Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. McKay Tautu. Hi, Garth. Voice of happiness. We're going to cover a subject this time around that's near and dear to your heart. So we're going to talk about flashing. Okay. And I'm going to start with actually your own story. One of the issues that the home inspector, you're, you're just selling your home and uh, you had a home inspector, not me, show up. And this guy, I was shocked, but he did a good job. He did a very good job. A lot of home inspectors are real boneheads, but this guy certainly knew what he was doing. I expected him to suck and he didn't. So he wrote up that we had this water flowing down into the basement. I don't know if he put A and B together, but he wrote up that there was an ice dam above and to the left of your front door as you're facing out. He also wrote up that there was water in your basement. Which there wasn't <laughs> water. There was just dampness like in the wall and actually okay so that equals water but i i mean i don't want people to picture that they have to still find a puddle downstairs because they won't our yeah. water was all in the insulation the insulation had gathered it yeah and, and thank goodness it was unfinished because unfinished. then we the only thing that really got wet was insulation and, and we just threw and it out that doesn't mold yeah and you threw it out so and again i don't know if he put those two together but he did write both of those up so we had to fix that uh we had to identify basically i went over there and i identified the source one thing that was very helpful, the first thing I went looking for is, does she have what's called a kick-out flashing? And what that is, is you've got, if you imagine the shingles, and then on one side of the shingles, you've got a vertical stucco wall that goes up. And uh, what we want to do is we want to make sure that the water does not go into that wall. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got stories. I ha actually did an inspection about 15 years ago where water was flowing down that wall. They did not have the flashing between the roof and the wall. Mm -hmm. And the water was actually flowing not down the shingles, but it was actually flowing into that wall. Wow. Where it ran down and, uh, and over and ended up showing up as a puddle inside the living room. Oh, wow. Well, I've seen walls that's probably the same cause, but where the stucco is actually kind of peeling off or bubbled underneath. Mm -hmm. Would that be the same reason? Yeah, same sort of thing. And that goes to kick out flashing. And that's huge. It's basically just a small piece, only a few square inches mm -hmm. that basically forces water away from that wall and into the rain gutter. Okay. And because no matter how well the rain gutter itself is positioned against your stucco wall, there will always be a gap, even if it's only a 16th or a 32nd of an inch. Water doesn't care. Water doesn't care. So if you don't have that kick out flashing that forces water into the rain gutter, and I'm sure everybody who's listening is going to go take a peek and see if they have kick out flashing now. Is kick out flashing standard? No. Oh, why? No. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't have that kick out flashing and you did, then that's the first solution to go for. In your case, you did. So the reason why you had a problem was that uh, you had ice damming. Your rain gutters were completely full. And so you actually had water running down the wall because there was basically no rain gutter that was functional. Ah. Okay. So that's what kick-out hmm. flashing is, and that's part of it. Then you've got the flashing that is actually at the drip line, and especially in older homes. Sometimes people will miss this, too. That is the flashing. Again, it's sheet metal, just like the kick-out flashing, but it is going to force water over the, the drip edge of the roof and into the rain gutter. 
Okay. Again, if you don't have that, you have a risk of uh, water not making it all the way to the rain gutter, and then it's going to flow down the fascia, and then you're going to get icicles behind the rain gutter. Well, the fact that this isn't standard, this is something now knowing that I would have an inspector look at if I buy any home ever, even renting a home. That makes sense. Okay. That is true. Okay, so that is the drip line flashing. Then in addition, this is your favorite. We got the apron flashing. So let's say that you have a plumbing vent. Maybe you've got a heating vent. You've got any sort of ventilation that's happening on the roof. And maybe you got an attic vent or a, an attic fan or any of the above. Again, you want to control where the water goes. So basically, we're going to put this flashing under the shingles on the top side and above the shingles on the bottom side. So this is why they call it an apron, because you can see, for example, if it's a sewer vent, which is going to be one of those two-inch black vents that goes up maybe a foot, thereabouts, on the bottom downhill side of the vent, you're going to have this piece of sheet metal, usually. It could be a black plastic material. That is called the apron flashing. Okay, so that needs to be there. Otherwise, what's happening is somebody has just cut the asphalt shingles around each of these vents. And maybe or maybe not, it's been tarred. But in any case, that's not going to work. And you will get water flowing down. So, you know, any homeowner can look from the ground and see if you got the apron flashing on the downhill side of these vents. So I have a story related to this. There was a uh, an inspection I did up in a very nice area. It is uh, one of those places where you've got to be a millionaire just to buy the land. And, of course, everybody up there thinks they're better than everybody else who lives that is at judgmental, a lower Garth. elevation. That is judgmental. Hey, I'm a judgmental guy. Moving on. So I was doing the inspection, and the contractor was there, and he was kind of giving me that look like, you live a 2,000 feet lower than I do. You are not qualified to inspect my stuff. Oh, Garth, we're going to have to talk later about your self-esteem issues. Okay, anyway. So So I I kind of uh, (laughs) grinned, and I went and did my inspection, and this guy Oh, I'm sure that alerted every single inspector guard dog in your whole body oh i'm I'm sure it did so i had a good time when i was up on his roof and i noticed that he had not done any flashing at all on some of the vents so basically he had this six inch diameter hole through which he brought a two inch diameter vent Oh, and no. everything around that vent was totally rotted. Was yeah, it was it was a two inch diameter circular area that was completely exposed to the elements. Oh wow! And On then, this million dollar home. Yeah, to make it even more entertaining, this is an area again where in the winter snow gets you know four feet high. Yes. And so at every one of these vents, they would have had, and because you can't get up there in the winter. Well, and in the winter, it snows like, I don't know, 18 inches to two feet, and then uh-huh. it melts, and then immediately, and then the ice, it freezes, and then it snows again, and the same, so it's very hard on any type of surface, especially something that's exposed like wood. So, yeah, there would have been disaster at each one of these holes, and it wouldn't have been something that would have been fixable during the winter. So it pretty much would have destroyed that house had I not fixed it. So I felt like I got my two bits worth in at that house. You, like, if he really had the horrible judgmental status quo that you set, Uh you, like, completely smashed that. I kind of did. 
Mm-hmm. And I kind of enjoyed it. And he should come see your house because it's beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, there's other kinds of flashing, but I think that covers most of it. If you, as a homeowner, let's say you, McKay, decide to get up onto your roof because you do that a lot, right? All the time. Yeah. And you can take a look at the flashing without falling off, please. I will never get on my roof. But I see what you're saying. You go to all the vents and you make sure that there's a seal there, that there is right. flashing. Yeah. Homeowners that do their own roofs sometimes think they just can cut the hole in the asphalt shingles around those vents oh. and then seal it with roofing tar. And that does not It does work. not work. Okay. Right. Okay, let's finish this segment up. Next segment, we're going to talk about surface slopes and window wells and sprinklers and those sorts of things. We are going to finish making you, the listener, master of your mansion. McKay's already master of her mansion because it is perfect, or at least it was until the home inspector showed up a couple of weeks ago. I have repaired all my flashing. She... (laughs) It is amazing. I did it. It's good. (laughs) going to guys <laughs> okay and finally be yourself only mckay gets to be mckay hi this is julie and mckay with your natural solutions tip for the day we get to talk today about one of the very very most powerful yet gentle oils there are frankincense I love frankincense. It's one of my favorite oils. Oh, there's a reason. Frankincense is in the Bible, Jules. One of my favorite uses for frankincense is the support of against head tension. I actually use frankincense as a moisturizer with some fractionated coconut oil. And it helps against blemishes, doesn't it? It does. Our saying is, when in doubt, use frankincense. If you'd like to know more about this incredible oil, contact us at naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com. <laughs> 